our scripture lesson is going to come out of Genesis. Genesis chapter 12. We'll be reading verses 1 through 4 this morning. Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 4. The Lord had said to Abraham, Leave your country, your people, and your father's household, and go to the land I will show you. I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. All the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. So Abraham left, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he set out from Haran. This is the word of God for the people of God. Well, here we are, continuing our Inventorying Your Backpack series. I'm very happy to be able to preach this this morning. This is one one of my favorites, and when we get into it, you may be going, I think he may be a little off. But the reason is because I understand the freedom on the other side of it. So, hang with me. But, before, as we get started, your sermon in a sentence. Ready? What you carry can help you, or it can hurt you. What you carry can help you, or it can hurt you. We just read the passage out of, of Genesis to where God comes to Abraham and he says, I will take you to a land that I will show you. And then he gives him all of these promises, pictures of here's what's going to happen. But I'm going to take you to a land that I will show you. We today would go, okay, so so where is this land? And how long will it be before we get there? Um... I might need to stop and eat somewhere, so where is a great rest stop, or how much do I have enough gas? What do I need to take with me, because I'm not sure how long this trip is. So we want all of these questions answered. We want all of these details because we want to plan, something that Eric and I were joking about just earlier this morning, because I'm a planning person, and at times I can't. But that's called faith, and that's the key thing here about Abraham, is that God tells him, I'm going to take you to a land that I will show you. Come on. what am I supposed to take with me? Just come. And on top of that, if you step out, here are your promises. Now, last week, we got into something 
about our picture here, our empty picture frame, about a portrait, a portrait about who you are, how God sees you. And I, I put out there that I'm willing to help or be along, be, to come alongside some people to, to help them understand what their portrait was, and Pastor Phil's willing to help us also. And so, yes, as you could imagine, all week. Hey, Ian. Ian, I got a question. Do you think you can help? I would like to. So, <clears throat> the offer stands. It may take some time. But the offer stands. And the reason that this is so important is because as we talked about our backpacks, and this is what God gives us at the very beginning and outset of our life, is that this is our picture that he gives us of how he sees us. This is who I am in his sight. Along life's journey, this is who I'm becoming, but this is how he sees me. And it is foundational to every one of us understanding and being able to reach our purpose. One of the most precious things that God could ever give us, he has, and that's why he made you. Why he made you. That's your purpose. But see, your purpose fits with how he sees you. But if we don't see how he sees us, then we're kind of lost from the get-go. That's one of the reasons I love Genesis chapter 12, verse 4. Because when Abraham left Haran, and if you remember from last week, Haran means parched, a dry place. But when he left Haran, he was 75 years old. Now I know that there are some of us that are watching and all that are, that are over 75. The point is this, the guy's 75 years old and says, you know what, I'll take you up on that God, I'll follow you. I'll do it. I will embrace the promises that you've given me and I will step in faith to take me to that place that you want to show me. We use that as parents. That whole thing, we use that whole thing as parents. I do it to my kids all the time. Hey, come here, I want to show you something. Oh, dad wants to show me something. How neat would that be? I want to go see what dad wants to show me because if dad thinks it's important, then it's got to be good. It's got to be good. And yeah, I sucker them in. Who knows what I'm going to show them? But they want to see it. And as children, they step out in faith because they trust me. And it was the same relationship between God and Abraham that God says, Abraham, I want to take you to a land that I'll show you. I'm going to take you there and I'm going to bless you. Not only am I going to bless you, but I'm going to defend you because those who curse you, I'll curse them. Those who bless you, I'll bless them. Right then you go, you know what? I want to be a friend of Abraham. But it's that same part of us understanding who we are and God looking at us, giving us this purpose and says, Ian, I want to show you something that I'm going to do with you that's going to blow your mind. But I need you to see who you are and how I see you. 
And so this portrait is made up of all of these gems and these jewels and everything that we talked about last week. All of your gifts, all of your talents, all of your abilities. It's all of these things. And God has taken it and he has lovingly put all of these things in this backpack. And he has taken that backpack and he has strapped it on your back. And said, son, let's go. Let's go on this journey. Okay, let's do this. So we do, we start off in life. And as we're younger, so many things form us and shape us. And as we get older, we end up traveling around and a situation happens and not sure what to think about that situation. So I end up getting really hurt by that whole thing. And instead of leaving it in that situation... I need to arm myself, and I need to be prepared for the next time I get hurt. So I'm going to take that with me, just in case I need it. So I go from that situation, I end up in another situation, and it leaves me bitter. And I decide I need that too. So I'm going to hold on to that. Because of these situations, the enemy starts tempting me to really question who I am or if I really have the gifts or the talents to be able to handle what God's put out in front of me. So my lack of self-worth increases and I own it. And so I take that. And instead of looking at the portrait that God has given me about myself, I start to paint my own. And I wonder if I'm ever going to amount to anything, and so I worry about everything that ever comes across my path. And that becomes a part of the portrait that I'm painting of me. So I own that. It gets a point in time in life when I'm just not sure where I'm going or what's happening, so I have all of these questions. Why? How did I end up here? Why is this happening to me? Why can't I break out of this mess that I'm in? Why do the same things always keep happening to me? I become a person that's able to ask a lot of questions. And I question things. And I question things even more. So much so that my questions... Trump my faith. They take over my trust. And I become known as a skeptic. Well, the church just doesn't work for me. Because, see, I've got all this. I can prove to you church doesn't work for me because look what I have in my life. And people look into your backpack and they look into your life and and the only thing they see is what you're carrying, the portrait that you've painted, because things bury it. Loneliness. But nobody cares. I don't have anyone. I've been forgotten. According to the portrait 
that God has placed in our backpacks. This is a lie. This is a lie. But on some level it has to be true, so I'm going to keep it safe. I'm going to keep it close to me. Loneliness. So during this time in my life, I continue to travel and, my, and I go along in my journey and, and I'm more focused on those rocks that I've picked up, those boulders that I'm intent on carrying. And I make choices that aren't right, that take me even further away from my purpose or my original portrait. And I end up carrying the rock of regret. Well, now there's no hope because I've done these things or I've said these things. I've acted a certain way and there is no way that God's going to take me back. And I have regrets. And my regrets have me. But they're my regrets. So I'm going to put them in my backpack And further bury the promises that God's given me about my life. Along the way, I've picked up fear. And I've picked up betrayal. And I've got to do everything I can to make sure these things fit. Because... That's a part of my life. And I need to hold on to them. It's who I am. So we stuff it full. And we're like, okay, I'm ready. Where are we going next? And we actually step into a world of hopelessness and denial because I could never be used... God could never take who I am and promise me something like, okay, Ian, let's leave Haran. Let's leave your life that is dry, that is parched, that has no meaning, has no focus, has no direction. Because, see, I want to take you to this promised land, Ian, and that's part of what we talked about last week. The comparison of Haran being parched and dry taking us to a promised land that flows with milk and honey. You see these polar opposites of what God did with one man that would step out on faith, trust his promises, and make him into a great nation? Each one of us in our own right is an Abraham. According to the portrait that God has painted about you, there's a promised land he has for you. And it may be a loaded backpack that you're looking at and going, Ian, I have no idea how to get rid of all this. Or you may look at your life and go, man, I got it made. And things may be good in your life, but I'm telling you, no matter how good your life is, you cannot stand in front of an unlimited God and say that there's no more to life. You cannot, because he has more 
upon more upon more that he wants for you to do through you. You can't look at me and go, 75 years old, man, I'm done. I've, I'm good. I'm going to ride this one out. Abraham at 75 was just getting started. And it's for each one of us. You see, the things that we have and we have collected in our backpack, it's not your job to get rid of them. It's your job to allow God to remove them. Because see, buried down in all of this is how he sees you. That picture has not been erased. It has not been done away with. God has not looked at your life and said, well, there are too many issues in your life for this to become a reality. There's not. And the reason that there's not is because we have this. The cross of Jesus Christ. The payment that was made. That is our salvation. That is our salvation spiritually. That is the salvation from where you are in life right now. That is the salvation from the decisions that you have made that you think have wrecked your life. That is your salvation. That is your salvation. So the things that we carry can help us or it can hurt us. The things that we carry, our gifts, our talents, and we even went through the whole series of knowing what you have. God living in you, the Holy Spirit, the mind of Christ, authority, value, position, purpose, all of those things you have. And they are designed to defeat all of these boulders that we carry so that we can lighten our load and travel to our promised land. First Corinthians chapter 2. I'm going to read a verse. Chapter 2 verse 12. We have not received the spirit of the world. But we have received the spirit who is from God. That we may understand all of what God has freely given us. So that you may understand what God has freely given you. He has given you a self-portrait. He has given you a purpose. He has given you gifts. He has given you talents. He has given you strength and power that only comes from him. That we can take all of these things that hold us back and that weigh our backpacks down. That slow us down on our journey to the promised land and discard them. Here's your homework this week. What's in your backpack? What is in your backpack? What in life have you picked up that is weighing you down? 
What in life has distracted you from where God wants to take you? What do you need to surrender? What do you need to give up? In church, I'm telling you, some of those things are very comfortable. Some of them are our, the affectionate term in our household, is whoopee blanket. It's what we're comfortable with. It's what we wrap ourselves up in. If a situation happens to me, I know how to react because I'm comfortable there. I'm safe there. I'm not saying the reaction's good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the reaction's good, but it's the reaction that we're comfortable with. Because it keeps me safe. It keeps me distant. It keeps me away from everyone else and it keeps them away from me. So there are things that we hold on to that God wants to free us from, break us from, to send us into our promised land. We have to let them go. We have to let them go. And we can. And next week we're going to talk about or the week after, we'll talk about how. How do we do these things? I pray for each one of you that God and his angels guard you through this time. Because as we identify those things that we need to release, those things that are in our backpacks that weigh us down, then man, the enemy's going to come at you. Because he doesn't want you to give those up. He wants you to carry that boulder. He wants to make sure that your backpack is as heavy as possible so that you don't make it to your purpose that you don't understand your portrait you see if he can keep you separated from god then that means that he keeps that part of your relationship from god distanced and that's what he wants we're in a time and a season for the church to come into an understanding of how god sees us so that we can go and be the church that god needs in this time this is the starting point. This is the relationship between us and God on a level we have never experienced. I can tell you this. If you will step out in faith, it will be good. It will be good. Church, let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you for this time that we've been together. God, I thank you. God, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. God, I thank you that you communicate. God, that you speak your heart. And God, I thank you for the hearts that are open to hear you, to understand you. Father, I pray protection over each one who has listened today. Throughout this week, or these next two weeks, God, as, as you reveal to us what's in our backpacks, Father, those things that we need to give up, those things that we need to surrender, God, I pray protection over hearts. I pray protection over minds. I pray that your peace come against the anxieties. Father, I pray 
for people to drop their rock of unforgiveness. God, I ask you to move in their hearts and in their lives to show them that you are powerful, but you are safe. God, that you are powerful, but you are our protector. Father, I thank you for loving us so much. Father, for inviting us on this journey to a land that you want to show us. God, that we will step forth trusting you, embracing the promises that you give us. And Father, understanding more today than ever how much you love us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.